podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, onto his left foot. Brilliant. Oh, it's a Hey, thanks for checking out In That Number. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. Follow me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-hosts, Kevin at the Moscow Mush Milverton at Moscow Mush. Statman Steve at Statman underscore Steve. Find him on Instagram at St. Mary's Statbase. Follow the show at Number Podcast, available on Instagram and Facebook too. Please leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe and share as far and wide as you can. If you would like to send us any questions, send us an email on inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter and we'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. Enjoy the show. In that it's a long run up from Brannigan. It's a big penalty, a big moment of the season for Oxford United. And he's taken up to Wembley Stadium. for Portsmouth. It went down to the bottom. Welcome to In That Number 76, Definitely Shaby. Are we going with Definitely Shaby? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, Spirit of 76, 1-0. Yeah. <laughs> um, today, uh, we will discuss Sunday evening's visit of Manchester City and that heroic performance put on by all. And in the away end, we welcome the Unholy Trinity podcast host, Mike Richards, to preview our next fixture against Everton at Goodison Park on Thursday night. Uh, but before all that, my co-host... The one and only Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. All right, Mush, you big hairy knob. All right, Ray, you fanny. <laughs> I thought I'd bring back the insults this week. Cause yeah. A while. But yeah, I how haven't. are you? Oh, makes how, makes a good pairing. Pairing. I'm yeah. I'm a bit I'm a bit stressed. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's surprising. I mean, it's been a good week for me. I think it's been great. The pub's reopened. Uh, you know, what we did to Man City, Shayska on his first goal. I had a tax rebate today as well, so that was nice. Oh, um, nice. And hopefully the week can get better. But yeah, anyway, how, why are you stressed? Uh, yeah, the, you know, the, the weekend was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, maybe relax a little bit too much. Uh, but no, just a lot going on with uh, with work this week. And I'm sure it'll come out in the wash. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting for that uh, summer lull. It's, it's going to come. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, what a, what a wonderful weekend. I was in such a good mood at the beginning of the week. <laughs> and then you have to talk to me, and I've just, yeah, I've called you a big hairy knob, and yeah, that's where the stress comes. Exactly, exactly, yeah. but I live for it. Good. Um, and, and Statman Steve. Steve, how are you? Busy week? Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. The uh, the weather's kind of 
tailed off yeah, the last couple of days. It's, like, <laughs> it's been wet down here and it's it's really humid though. It's it's horrible. Yeah, yeah it's like that here as well. Yeah, we had we had a mega hurricane last night and there's a storm going on now. Uh, you know, sort oh. of um, electrical storms where the sky sort of flashing eerily. Yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's a storm brewing at the Etihad at the moment as well. <laughs> yeah. What's um, it like in Kent? I don't know. He's in Essex. Oh. <laughs> you can't, no, can't uh, see him from there. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, just drizzly. Just pretty, pretty non-weather, really. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, Steve, I meant to ask, how's your German going? It's my German going. Yeah, it's going good. Like, I... Um, it's tailed off a bit, I think. Sehr good. Um, yeah, sick. <laughs> um, that's yeah. Now I'm almost at the hundred hundred day. Oh wow! On Julian, oh, yeah. I've, I've been trying to keep up and say the Emerald League, but there's lots of tryhards on there, and I just kind of float just above the relegation <laughs> zone, just trying to stay in the league. A bit yeah. like Saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm quite safely mid table in, in in the Diamond League. Oh, Kevin, you're you're Champions League, aren't you? Come on. <laughs> Uh, not that it means anything. I don't really care about the leagues. You know? uh, but, um, yeah, I think top. it's more about the streak. I think because if you lose the streak, then I think you lose part of your motivation. So it's a lot of the time you're just, you know, what I mean, practicing just for the sake of practicing. But yeah, exactly. the, rest, the rest of the time, you're, still, you're definitely learning something. Yeah. <laughs> This is ITN in that number news. Okay, ITN news then. So uh, get things started with that with the news that Oxford United have reached the uh, League One playoff final. So yeah, well done Oxford, good stuff. <laughs> Loved it. What I, was talking about. I watched that live, and yeah, you just you could smell the Schadenfreude from miles away. <laughs> I was I was in bed. I didn't know because I was um, I was having a midnight start, so I got up and immediately went straight to it and I was just like yeah that woke me up it was nice it was good yeah no I got, I got the missing I was like yeah come on this is going to go to penalties let's watch it <laughs> uh, and she sat there with me yes <laughs> yes just dance around the kitchen boards mild football glove is shit <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent um yeah social distancing social, yeah uh so I want to talk about this this loan that Saints have uh, reportedly taken out um mm. it's from I forget his name. Is it um, Michael Dow? Michael Dow. Michael yeah. Dow. Dow, Dow yeah. Holdings. Is that right, Steve? What, what what have you heard on this? Um, well, I just kind of saw it through, and uh, like uh, you know, it kind of came about, I think, from one profile, and then seemed to seems to be lots of kind of fan profiles started trying to look into it. But um, yeah, I don't know whether it's a good or bad thing to be honest. Um. I think potentially people have sort of read into it a bit too much and thinking, oh, you know, the club's in debt, we needed to, you know... Yeah, tie us over until the TV yeah, comes in or something. Grab us alone, yeah. But it could, as you said, like, it could just be um, we're waiting for the TV money to come in and we've kind of gone for this loan, which seemingly has quite high interest, which isn't a good thing. But, no. yeah, if it, if it ties us over, then, yeah, I guess they could, you know, break even with that. But, yeah, it, it just seems a bit odd that they've not really, you know come out and said anything about it but it's it's all there to look at on government files so yeah uh, but so. they've had nothing official on the website or on the echo at all have they it's been nothing on it right. kev have you managed to find anything out yeah, um a little bit um i mean you, how much is it do you know like, i have no idea yeah because i mean the, i'm not sure the amount no 
No, because the figures aren't sort of um, available. Anyway, you said that it was like a high um, interest loan. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but again, like, what's the what's the percentage then? Because there's an interesting thread on Saints Web. Um, somebody's um, quoted Adam Blackmore, uh, our mate. Mm. Um, um, I mean, I could I can summarise. I can read it. Yeah, yeah, um, please do. If you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, it says, yeah, contrary to some newspaper reports and gossip, this is not in any way an investment or a stake in the club by MSD. They loan money like a bank and have no interest in buying a football club, which is pretty pretty much what what you could um, glean anyway. Yeah, it's just you know kind of Wonga.com style payday loan. Yeah, um, just tied us over with you know the due to the COVID lockdown all that sort of thing changes in the um, TV money and everything like, I wonder if any, any other club is going through it though well yeah it says it's nothing to do with um, you know Sunderland Derby or anything else it's just yeah. uh, to kind of hold the cash create a facility for the club when uh, and for them to use it when they need to so yeah I suppose if you've got uh, a player deal that you want to buy a player coming in um, or yeah. have any sales or purchases, and yeah, it's going to have the money there. And we know that Gao um, doesn't treat the club as a pig to be fattened, so yeah, he's not going to any hard-earned yuans into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just a kind of another link in the chain, isn't it? Um, but I mean, it's I suppose it could be a positive, as um, um, Blackmore has apparently said um, that we're taking care of business in a global crisis and are ahead of most clubs in this. Although, I mean, there are, the discussion does go on and McQuarrie, the bank they were using before, apparently getting out of um, Premier League football. So a lot of other clubs are looking for alternative facilities. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it depends what to make of it. I mean, there, there are some documents on a company's house that I haven't looked at, but um, imagine they're interesting to people who know what they're looking for. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I'd say it's you know much ado about nothing. Although you know okay. when that when the billion dollar takeover does come, um, we'll be eating our hats, won't we? Well, when I care, you've uh, yeah, you've done a lot more than what I did there. Yeah, I can co- I'll copy the statement into the into the chat just so you can, I'll read you it can see. I'll peruse at my yeah. leisure if I get any. There you go. Oh yeah! Wow! Oh. nice. Okay, uh, moving on then. Uh, Danny Ings has been nominated for June's Player of the Month. Uh, votes closed on Monday. So I don't know when that's actually going to be announced, though. Mm. Sorry, but yeah. Later on in this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, our one. Do anyway, my vote. Yeah. But yeah, he's been great. Well, he's been great. Um, yeah. Hotter than a Mustang's exhaust. He's been... <laughs> he's, he's, he's deserved it, but no doubt it will go to uh, Bruno Fernandes. Who's also been really good, by the way. Turn that yeah. team around. Um, today, then, Southampton and Under Armour have launched their new home and third kits for the 2020-21 season. Um, you have to play a game to unlock it, which I have to say, I was more impressed with that game than I was with the shirt. <laughs> that was amazing. It's a very fun game. It was brilliant. I loved it. Even my wife had a go. It was great. She, she won the socks for me because I got hit by a fan. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I will say the, th- the third one is, is better. Beautiful that one. It, well, I mean, I'm not in love with it, but I mean, it's better than the 125th one. Um, yeah. And it's safe to say it's better than this season's. And, and they've sorted out that sponsor a little bit. They haven't. They've I mean, blacked it out, haven't mm-hmm. they? And the black shoulders have been banished. And 
Mm. You know, and if you are going with that sash theme, then this is the way to do it. But I'm just not a fan of the concept. I just don't yeah. like. The, I just like stripes. I just. I mean, if they had had stripes on that shirt, because the collar looks nice and they've sorted it out properly, that would have been so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? They've um, sort of with all those rumors coming out with the um, the potential shirt it could be. It was very close to that one as well. I thought. I don't know. Yeah. We, yeah. That kind of concept one. It was very close. So I was thinking. Yeah, I was probably. looking forward to something like that. But yeah. yeah. And also that, that I'm looking forward to a nice bright yellow away shirt with like a blue sash or something that'd be nice yeah. um but you can you can pre-order those uh, the home away and the goalie kit um for 55 quid um and that will be released on friday the 14th of august i believe and the away shirt will be launched somewhere in early august but yeah um guys do you care do you like the shirts well you you know my two-word uh, reaction don't you yeah i, I do <laughs> boner time <laughs> you do love the sound I do. You know, I love the sash, and I know you. You're not a fan of the sash. Um, I think you know. No, no, I once mean, every so often. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's fine. It's not. I mean, I like it on the away shirt because I mean they've got the gold lettering and stuff. Like that it looks really nice. But as the away shirt, it's fine. But I just want the red and white stripes. I just don't. I mean, if it, as it's only a you know a special, it's a one-off. I get it. No, I don't hate it. I just don't love it. Like, I mean, I mean, at the moment, all I'm getting is I either love you, either love it or hate it. But I'm kind of like in the middle of it. I love it. I, I like their take on it. That um, it's an in, inverse version of it. Like that's the home one, the red with the white stripe through the middle. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's a great idea. Very simple. And yeah, um, blue on red and white is just not an option, is it? So no. um, yeah, blacks <laughs> blacks a decent option. Um, gold, I think, is a little bit presumptive. <laughs> <laughs> on the third kit and I never understand the point of a third kit um, when are you going to need it like if you're not allowed yeah, to play in, in yeah. red and white then why have a, a you, white you need and it red because you've got, if you've got two colours on your home shirt you're playing someone in red or you're playing in someone in white you have to wear that because the away shirt will be yeah, and then, yeah the away shirt can't be red or white yeah but so then it the depends point? on the colour of the shorts and socks as well doesn't it and it's always nice to have a, another option mm-hmm. they don't wear that third shirt very yeah. often do they no, it's only been used about two or three times this yeah, season. They used it at Watford, didn't they, recently? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it's nice. It's it's nicer than this one, but um, yeah, not as nice as it could have been. That's all. Yeah, I might actually buy it. Um, <laughs> discount. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, not fifty-five quid for it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, our, our final three fixtures have been confirmed. Uh, Brighton at home on Thursday, the sixteenth of July, which is on BT Sport. Uh, Bournemouth away on Sunday the 19th of July, also on BT Sport. And the last game of the season, Sheffield United at home on Sunday the 26th of July. Uh, The great Dane, Yannick Vestergaard, still expected to leave in the summer window, uh, with Leicester apparently still king. Just leaves us very light, doesn't it? I mean, you know, Yoshida's gone. Danso's probably not going to be returning now as the Vestergaard. Mm -hmm. Looks like he could be off. And I can just see it, like Liverpool would launch a joint bid for Stevens and Bednarik now. You can see something like that. So we're going to need some, <laughs> we're going to need some cover back there. I mean, quality cover. Still got hoop. We got hoop, yeah. And we got oh, God. Clara. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming through. Mm. Oh, Christopher. Mm. Um, anyway, the, the, the City game, most watched Premier League game in history with a, was it 5.7 million watching? Mm, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so I knew that before we kicked off. I knew it had the potential. They were saying, yeah. that, you know, because it's going to be Sunday, it's going to be BBC, it's going to be a Premier League game. I just thought, hello, we're on TV, we're at home, <laughs> we're playing City, this is, you know, all eyes are on Southampton, it's going to be a recipe for disaster. But, um, 
Yeah, we do tend to fuck up when we exactly. turn it yeah. <laughs> Actually, a little off-topic as well. Like the, the Test cricket returned today as well, um, and mm. England took on West Indies. Any guesses where that first Test was staged, Kev? Uh, Headingley. No, it was at the Aegeus Bowl. So yeah, again, all eyes. Oh on... shit! I knew that. As yeah. well. <laughs> I read about. <laughs> so yeah, all, all eyes on Southampton again. So yeah, it's um, it's nice. Good week. Good week. Um, and Kevin, uh, we just said before that Danny Ings has, has got the uh, been nominated for the Premier League Player of the Month, but more importantly, he's been nominated in, in that number, Gold and Player <laughs> of the Month. But um, yeah, do you have the results? Yeah, I do. The results of the Swedish jury are in. And yeah, I know. I thought you were talking about um, our Gold and Player of the Month. Well, no, That's the only thing that matters, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah. Danny, Danny Ings couldn't give a fuck about the Premier League. You know, <laughs> Wait, definitely listen to um, this yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be no surprise that um, he, he, he will be very pleased when he listens to this uh, because um, he t- mopped up 72% of the vote uh, well done Danny yeah so congratulations that, that gilded trophy in the post <laughs> but yeah Prowsey 14% Armstrong yeah. 13 one percent oh. for Ryan Bertrand. Who who is that? That's got to be a joke, right? <laughs> Someone must one, have felt sorry for no. it. <laughs> was that you? I thought so. Was that a good month? Yeah, he has had a Bertrand. good month. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I really wrote Bertrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, he has had a good month, but Danny's, you know, as I said, he's hotter than a Mustang's exhaust. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 hotter than English mustard and just as keen. Um. Uh, goal, yeah. goal, 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 goal. Goal, yeah. I think, you know, we, we did have a little bit of discussion about which goals went into this. I, th- I think we may have made a wrong decision. Um, um, yeah, I'll do them in reverse order. Um, Redmond's goal against Norwich, 0%. I like Nobody. That goal. I like that goal. Yeah, I've, I mean, it's great. I think I've, Ings is um, second against Watford, um, just for the sheer fucking cheekiness of it I think might have got a couple of votes mm, yeah um, I wanted I wanted a bit of variety that's why oh, it's nothing better than uh, capitalising on a <laughs> on a goalie mistake um, <laughs> but yeah Ings' goal against Norwich uh, 14% of the, vo- the votes Ings' first goal against Watford 16 and yeah Prowse's free kick against Watford sublime as it was 70% yeah. Mm. Yeah, well done Prowse Another nice trophy on its way to uh, Staplewood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, so where we in front of the Marcus Lever Pavilion of them lifting up the in that number trophy. Yeah. Let's make that happen. You should get, should get one done. Get your kids to make out of yeah. their mashups. That's a great idea. I'm going to send it. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, he'd have to accept it then, wouldn't he? So, <laughs> oh, Danny, I would love it if you could send me a picture with of you and this trophy. <laughs> Yeah, let's, do it, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Um, but before we get into the match, I actually had a message this week. Um, I'd like to get both of your opinions on. Um, it's from Tony Mears in Edmonton, Alberta. That's in Canada. Let's go Rangers. Um, it's regarding <laughs> Nathan Redmond. Uh, so he's questioning oh, whether we should let him go or not because although he said, yeah, great team performance against City, but he worries when Redmond has the ball. Uh, he questions whether we should be moving him on. You know, he, he passes to, and then and then he gets lost. Um, but however, he does agree with my assessment of um, Hoybier as well, so that's nice. Um, but, but yeah, Redmond. Uh, it does come under criticism from a certain minority. I think it's fair to say, uh, and he hasn't actually. He always has. Yeah, but I mean, last year, last year he was amazing, player of the year for me. Um, it hasn't reached the heights of that. 
four goals this season. Uh, well, five in all competitions, if you include that one against Pompey, because wh- why wouldn't you? Um, last season, he reached nine. So I know we shouldn't just judge him on goals, you know, but his assists are down this season as well. He's only got one. Um, yeah. He doesn't seem to be as involved this season. But I can't imagine the team without him in it. No. I don't quite know why. I mean, I like him. I've never had an issue with him. But I, I, don't, I don't think we have enough players like him. You know, he's always willing to take players on, whether it's... You know, a good outcome or not, he's still willing to do it. But mm. yeah, what, what do you think about this one, guys? Um, um go, go, on, go on, Kev, you go first. <laughs> no, 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 you go first. I went first. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, polite we are. <laughs> I was, I was surprised. He said, he said it the other way around. I thought, I thought seeing that he thought that he potentially could be moved on because you know he might have hit, hit his ceiling at Saints. I thought that's the way mm. he was kind of going to spin it, but. Mm-hmm. I I disagree. I don't. I think you know sometimes maybe does lose the ball a little bit too much. But he's also that creative flair, and he's also that kind of reliant creative flair. He's not like someone like Buffal, who's got all that flair, but then he won't track back. Redmond will track back. Yeah. Um, and I think it it depends what you know. It depends what he thinks really. Like um, the player himself. Like if he feels like he can um, go on and hit another level he's what like 26 27 i yep. can't remember exactly how old he is but you know he could go on and become a saints legend or he could kind of go on and think oh i could do i could play for you know a club that's more top level um i'm not so sure i think i think he's kind of at his level but maybe he needs other players around him to help him even further maybe that's why this season um he's kind of gone down a bit because he he took that on himself last season if, if you get what i'm yeah. saying yeah um that's my opinion anyway it was actually late on as well wasn't it the last season's form he sort of like kicked on yeah. very late on in this i think it was around december time around the time that ralph come in actually what a surprise yeah. um and yeah and he, he he really did kick on and start to go on a lot of goals just really really important for us and yeah he's, he's, he's 26 um yeah yeah uh kevin yeah no i think um if you were if all the players are fit, he'd be there nailed on on that left wing, and it, rightly so. I think um, the way he links up with Bertrand is just amazing, and you can maybe take it for granted a lot. And yeah, he does have his patches in the season, like you, know, you say, in the beginning of last season. It took him a while to kind of get in. Now he's maybe tailed off a little bit, but yeah, I mean, he was one most valuable player uh, last season. I think he scored the most goals, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, in the in the league. Not, not by yeah, not by a huge margin. Um, and whenever I see Gineppo or Buffal in the squad at his expense, I always feel it's a compromise. Um, mm, yeah. Red, Redmond definitely gives a lot more than them. It's more reliable as well. Yeah. And so if we if we had a load of players lining up um, for that role that were just as good or better, then yeah, maybe. But you know, I think he's at the right club for for him. I, I can't see him moving. Um, across or up, like what's the point in just warming the benches for the city under 23s? <laughs> just just yeah. for a, you know a few more quid each week. Nah, yeah, I, I agree. We've got to be holding on to players like Redmond. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Hi, I'm Matt Letizier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, then on to the game. So a nice 5-4 win on penalties as Portsmouth remain in League One. For at least another year. So yeah, fantastic game. Yeah, Pompey fan, a <laughs> crate, 
<laughs> you can't forget that he's a parking skate. <laughs> hey, anyway, yeah, uh, Man City going in. Uh, Saints in good form since the restart. Arsenal, of course, that only blemish. But our, our record against the big six is not that bad at all, actually. It's like played 11, won three, drawn two and lost six. Okay, that might not sound that good, but only Wolves have a better record against them, which is just one more point against those big six teams. But um, City themselves have got an almost immaculate record against us. They've won 10 of their last 12 and that was one draw and only one loss. And actually, Saints had lost six in a row going into this one. And they've never lost seven against anyone in the league history. So uh, they still haven't. Because amazingly, we come away with all three points. And, and Shea Adams <laughs> finally, finally bagged his first Premier League goal. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, his first Saints goal. Um, a home win to discuss as well, guys. And, and a clean sheet to discuss. A, f- a first home clean sheet since. Go on. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, since we, oh, 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 fucking hell, um, Villa. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to blow your mind. It was actually Aston Villa in February. It was only oh, yeah. it was only six games ago. Yeah, so mind blowing stat that one. Yeah, I, I thought I'd searched it out because six I six months ago. <laughs> yeah, I know it was only six games ago as well. But I, and I thought I'd searched it out because I, I imagined it would be like. Like some idle Wednesday evening in January 1908 <laughs> or something like that. So I thought, yeah, I'll try and find that. But yeah, it was only six games ago, so not that impressive. But um, but hey, uh, starting eleven: McCarthy, Kyle Walker-Peters, Stevens, Bednarik, Bertrand, Armstrong, uh, Ward-Prowse, Romeu, Redmond, Ings, and Adams. And the bench was Gunn, Long, Gineppo, Oberfemi, Smallbone, Vokins, Danso. Your mate Weird Al Yankovic, Kev, and Will Ferry on the bench. Um, three changes then from that Watford win. Stevens back in for Vestergaard. Uh, Armstrong for Smallbone and Adams for Long. Mush, happy with those changes? They all seem to make the difference, by the way. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, they those players um, were the best players um, against City. I think yeah. um, that eleven, that eleven you just named, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, they, they, I mean every, every every single player like put in just to just a shift yeah. performance, yeah. So yeah, I don't know what we would have done without Stevens um, or or Armstrong or Adams. Um, Scoreline would have been definitely very different. Um, and Steve, I mean, you said to me before the game about the youth that was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, were you were you um, pleased with the amount of it because? I thought it was all out for that starting eleven. We don't have a plan yeah. B. It was like, yeah, if we're getting absolutely smashed, oh, that's all right. We got Will Ferry on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I was saying to you. Apart from if we take out Shane Long from that, every player was under the age of 24, and I think even if you take off Gunn out of that, then it's under 22 potentially. That's um, good. That is good because I mean, you look at the but the players that we actually have on the bench. Yeah. I mean, Gineppo, Oberfemi, Smallbone, Vokins, Danso, they're all kind of, well, I wouldn't say all first-team regulars, but they've all had game time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like, Gineppo could have made a difference. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, I think I think it's good because it kind of shows the direction that Ralph's taking the side now. And you know, just Southampton as a club and whole, he, he wanted to kind of readdress that academy link and he's showing it in his team selections. It's not like a couple of seasons ago where we've got Pellegrino and we've got just the normal kind of players on the bench, if you get me. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's 
it's so much change and I think it's it's good for the club because it shows that these players will come through and um, yeah I think I think hopefully they'll get their chance next season as well it's like a project for Ralph as well isn't it yeah yeah exactly it's like Pellegrino it was just like best 11 best bench yeah. <laughs> week in, week exactly. yeah yeah good point um bright start Kev um well I thought so anyway it's like a lot of high pressure and uh, but the only thing I mean I was just worried about that city counter because if they do <laughs> you know you're going to know about it early on yeah they're, they're lethal um I mean, yeah, the first first thing that sort of stood out for me was um, Edison's crazy out of this world pass to Bernardo Silva, mm. uh, a, a just straight kind of pin, pinball shot through half the pitch. I don't know how he manages that. Because um, he's Brazilian. <laughs> or well, yes, <laughs> that must be something something in the in the water there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty intense, wasn't it? Um, oh God, yeah straight from the beginning and we had a go didn't we yeah we, we were pressing them they were pressing us I mean it, is that key um, to beating them though well, I suppose it is um, yeah when you can't sit back yeah, and, and you know put guys behind the ball for 90 plus minutes with the quality yeah. that they've got we try to we, have a go well yeah I mean even for you know 70 60 minutes um we've tried that before haven't we I and mean, we've outplayed them for most of the match you know by just sitting back and defending um when we played at them at the Etihad earlier on the season and even when we played them at um home at the end of last season um <clears throat> and they they got that match to become the centenarians or whatever they call themselves yeah, yeah. but yeah we were a better side for most of that game mm-hmm. um so yeah I, mean, we, I guess Ralph was kind of picked up on 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 how to play against um to kind of play them at their own game, I suppose. And, um, yeah, see, see how long you can do that for. Yeah, just not as intense as them, because there were moments where we tried to slow the game down a lot, which there's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you defend like we did, and instead of, like, just busting a gut to get up the field straight away, you know, they have they did hold, the, hold on to the ball for large parts of the game, um, which I think is a good tactic also as well. But, yeah, Steve... Um, it was. It looked like we were playing a bit with a bit of confidence. It must have been from that, you know, that Watford game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I was. Uh, I was looking at Bernardo Silva's interview off the game as well, and he oh, yeah. openly kind of said that not many teams press us. Um, you know, most teams kind of sit back and just allow us to play. So the fact that we were having a real go at them, I think, is um, yeah, just testament to the game that we now play. We actually gave them a good game, and it's not like we were just going to get piled over for the first half. Um, we actually took it to them. So, yeah, I just kind of proud, really, like as to how, how far we've come. Because, you know, looking earlier on in the season, and um, we had those 3-1, 2-1 losses of City off the back of, obviously, a, a big game for us. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. Um, yeah, when are they going to tire about mentioning it? No, like, no. How many times like we on telly and they, every time? Yeah, they, they're not going to live it it's now. It's going to be like that for ages. But at least now they're using it in a in a positive note, saying like how that how that they've what where they've become since that game. Yeah, yeah and I it's think just, I read a stat like we're fifth or something in terms of form after yeah that, restart that game. league yeah oh after that game sorry yeah yeah after that game it's just mad how far we've come really yeah 
Um, to measure everything from that point. It's just such a trigger, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, um, the goal. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yes. I love, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 we both chose a, a man to watch before the match, and um, <laughs> my my man Armstrong. I mean, yeah, he was involved a couple of times. So Red Redmond had a, his customary shot over, didn't he? Like, um, I think Laporte loses the ball to Adams, and then. Um, yeah, Redman gets a shot there. But yeah, our man robs um, Zinchenko um, in broad daylight <laughs> and just, yeah, and his single touch lays it off uh, for Adams there, who's, yeah, kind of waiting for it. But uh, yeah, just bombs after it, sees Edison um, halfway up the M27. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, you've got to have some bollocks to take that on. Yeah, fucking hell. And. I mean, just as surprising as the way that um, Edison casually starts sort of stepping back and then as he's like, oh, shit, he's, he's doing it. <laughs> it's just like, how fast can I run backwards? Like, yeah. Like an Italian tank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Well, that's because he thought, you know, well, it's Shay Adams. It's, you know. Yeah, he, he never scores, does he? Exactly. Yeah, it's 22nd. Sorry, it's his 25th appearance and his 22nd shot. And that was his fourth shot on target this season. So, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time he scored for Saints, um, I was there, and it was almost a year ago yeah. in the Netherlands. Yeah, the pre-season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was also, um, I don't know if you probably know this, Steve, um, but it was also the longest-ranged uh, Premier League goal this season. Yeah, 39 yeah. yards, so yeah. That's but, it. But what a moment, yeah, Steve. The whole 39 yards. <laughs> Steve, talk me through your account of that. It's brilliant. I kind of, I, I was watching it and I kind of saw the ball go off screen. Like I think, like Adams kind of shoots and I was like, "Where's the ball gone?" And then it kind of just emerges <laughs> and it's like going into the goal. And I was like, "What's just happened?" I was like convinced yeah. that I've just been dreaming that, but then just went absolutely mad, screaming like, so yeah. happy for Adams for his first goal. Um, what a way to open that account as well. Ah, uh, just brilliant, just brilliant, really. Like, and the pressing as well to win that ball. Like, everyone's kind of. Um, I online, screamed like, as well, didn't I? Gem, I screamed, <laughs> didn't I? Yeah, I screamed the house down. Sorry. Gem's, I thought Gem's I thought that was back. some sort of football <laughs> jargon that I'm not familiar with. I I screamed him. What does that, what does that mean? <laughs> no, I screamed. He, he, I screamed he melted the place it. down. It was, like, <laughs> it was yeah, it was just. Oh, it was amazing. Great moment. Great, great yeah. moment. Yeah. Would you, Adams and Eva? Eh? <laughs> I, think, I think Gary Lineker used that at the end but I yeah. thought that's brilliant I'm going to do that <laughs> um, and then you know soon after the goal it was all City wasn't it and I, I was just determined to enjoy it while I could because my phone was going crazy and I was just like I was trying to answer messages and I was trying to keep my eye on on Shay and keep my eye on the rest of the game and everything else that was going on but I knew that it wasn't going to last well I thought it wasn't going to last and, and, and those chances just kept coming and McCarthy was just oh my god he he does this doesn't he he has a he has a blunder <laughs> and everybody gets on his on his case and says oh well, he's not a Premier League quality goalkeeper and then he comes in and he makes in a performance he puts in a performance like that and then people forget they just completely forget about what he done and they say yeah he's a decent keeper but I'm so pleased for him as well because he gets a lot of abuse oh goalkeepers always will goalkeepers are always going to make mistakes it's always yeah. going to happen but when you've got a shot stopper like that I think the positive outweigh the negative for me with, with McCarthy. So I'm always going to stand by him because he can do that. And that was brilliant. 
Yeah. Yeah. Especially a fortnight after that monumental fuck up against Arsenal. I've forgotten about it already, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Fernandinho hit the post as well. I think Sterling shot, um, and then oh, the, the point blank yeah. from David Silva. Sterling again, and it was just like, oh my god, it's it's it's, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, he needed it. He needed it, and and then one nil at half time. And guys in the BBC studio said that Southampton had, had deserved the lead at the interval. I'm not so sure I agree with that. I just think. Really? Yeah, we were lucky. We were yeah, lucky. they all said, yeah, I think Saints deserved the lead. But I think considering, you know, the chances that they created and that, you know, the possession that they always are going to get, we definitely rode our luck in that first half. Oh, wow. We rode it a little bit more in the second half, but... That was just the finishing that lacked. And, yeah, our defence, yeah, even in the first half, um, was incredible. Um, We we had a fair share of um, chances in the first half. I mean, I wouldn't really say much for the the second. But, I mean, um, does anyone... Has anyone got any half-time stats? I don't. No, I, I, d- I, I don't know. Okay. I'd be interested to see like, how many we got in the first half. But um, um, No, I've got a second half stat, though. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, and, and going in, into the second half, then, I mean, it started much like I thought it was going to, like McCarthy was just basically going to get peppered. Um but mm. defensively, oh my God, they, we were outstanding <laughs> in that second yeah. half. I mean, I'd go as far as, far as to say is that it's the best um, this season, uh, and even further by, since we started this podcast, Kevin. I, I just think, I, just the, the amount of blocks, that, you know, the times that each and every one of them put their bodies on the line, every one of them giving their all for the club. Um, and please note that Hoiberg was not included in this squad at all. Funny that. Um, Bednarik and Stevens were just always in the right place, and and then of course what happens? They bring on De Bruyne and Foden. Um, and it didn't really make much yep. of a difference, did it? So I I was shitting myself when <laughs> Kevin the brain comes on. Yeah. Um, I thought it was bad enough before, but um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was you know a com- combination a, a, a little bit of luck, but just. Sheer bloody determination um, from, yeah, especially Stevens, but no, McCarthy, um, even Ings like tracking back and um, oh, yeah. um, clearing chances. Like, um, yeah, it was just a, a monumental effort. It really did remind me of that. Um, Alamo. Of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, of the, um, of the reverse fixture, because fixture, some. Um, yeah, our defence, I suppose it was just all in contrast, you know, um, compared to what had come before. But, yeah, I mean, I was waxing lyrical about our defence then, and, and we fucking threw it away. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, an early goal. We held on to that lead for a long time. But my confidence in our defence grew and grew like, as Ooh. the shots kept coming through. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Just absolute joy to watch. Well, I wouldn't go as far as that it was a joy. It was just, I mean, it was hard. It was hard. I long, it no, was no, I just, I just, uh, you know, you know what? You can throw anything at them. They're going to get rid of that. <laughs> I was that confident. Up to injury time. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, Steve, there was a moment when Eric Garcia tried that back pass and um, Shea kind of yeah. almost latched onto it, but um, yeah. was beaten, beaten by Edison. Um, I, I thought, personally, it was great goalkeeping from Edison. 
But then Danny Murphy on commentary said, you know, Shea pulled out a little bit too easy through fear of injury. I know, uh, it's fucking harsh. I don't think that's true at really? all. Yeah, I mean, I think he could have stretched out his leg, but to be honest, like, you know... He, he didn't win that, was he? Yeah. Look what bloody Edison did to his own defender a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he didn't need to... What's he going to do to him, the opposition? Yeah. No, he didn't need to go in, so, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I just thought it was a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, and then um, Adam's come off for long. My work was done then. Um... And just like City, were they running out of ideas at that point? Because, yeah. you know, Stevens and Bednarik were just like, God, you could see the, the frustration in them every time they tried yeah. something. It was just like, oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, they just they had to go, you know, kind of on the same route. Like because we were so compact in this in the centre of the pitch, we had to force them out wide. And that's the only way they could try and get in. So it's just crosses coming in and bad away every single time. Um, yeah. yeah, you could tell their game plan was not to do that. So, yeah, it rattled them. And we, uh, we, we've we gotten really good in the air as well. I don't know, what, don't know where this has come from. Yeah. A little bit, even, a little bit too late, but yeah. It's, um, even without Vestergaard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, like the five minutes added on time, and I knew it was coming. I, I yeah. uh, They get that free kick, and then De Bruyne has got the ball under his arm. I had to leave. I had to leave the room. Yeah. I, I thought, this is it. I've, I'm, I'm walking out. I couldn't watch. But I was kind of like peering around the door. I, was like, <laughs> I, I, I can't watch, but I have to. I was so scared. It's like watching an England penalty shootout. Um, it was just that intense. And then, of course, it hits the wall and the relief. Game one, home win, clean sheet. Chase goes, City yeah. man. You know, anything else? It was just, it was just amazing. And I was just shaking afterwards, just like so adrenaline, as you said it, mm. Steve. The adrenaline. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was just. Uh, yeah, and Kev, we, we've had games where we've played so well defensively, like you said, and we've been undone at the death. And, uh, you know, as Saints fans, we're supposed to bend over and take it because that's what we do. Um, and then, you know, we've got all that hard work for nothing. But not this time, you know, not this time. It was yeah. just so pleased that we put everything into it and we've got something out of it. Um, just one, one hell of an effort. And it's just a shame that they saved it for no fans. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I think if they can do it there um, without the fans, you'd hope they could do it with the fans. Because I mean, with the fans are definitely behind them the whole match. Um, Something like that, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you no, know, if, if we're if we're trying to hold on to a lead, you know, we'd be right behind them, you know, arguing arguing with um, any city players that try and take it out with the ref or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, throughout the match, right? Can, can you explain to me? Um, they were talking about a team that had nothing to play for. Yeah, and yeah, I heard them say that. Apparently, they were talking about us rather than the team that's yeah. um, not going to be allowed to play in <laughs> European competitions next season. Yeah, and um, we have five points potentially off of um, European places. Places, I think we've got fucking everything to play for. Absolutely, mm. and, and not to mention the, mon- the, mon- the money, the yeah, the money to you know finish up higher in the table. Yeah, of course we mm. have. Yeah, I, don't, I think it just doesn't kind of fit their narrative. Like, for example, we're a point below Everton, and supposedly they're cha- challenging for Europe, um, but, but we're a point below them. But so. we're not a we're not a <laughs> desirable club, are we? It's not. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, City have lost three in a row in the Premier League now. Um, sorry, three away in the Premier League, and it's also a first okay. with Pep as well, isn't it? Um, yeah. And just to think, if if, if City had a beaten Chelsea, then this could have been the game that handed Liverpool the title. We could have actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, as you say, Steve, we're at the 13th, um, 43 points now, level with Newcastle. Um, yeah. just well, a free goal differential. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and uh, only one point behind our next opponent's Everton. So, yeah, mm. everything to play for. Yeah. So we say. Um, player watch, then, Kevin. I, I had the pleasure of watching Shea Adams this week. Um, who did you have, Mish? Certainly picked a week. Um, Armstrong. Oh, Armstrong, that's it, yeah. Um, I sh- I'll go f- shall I go first? Mm. Okay, right. So, as we say, it, you know, it finally happened for him. It was well, well deserved as well. Um, it should have been a lot earlier, really. I think. Um, and we saw that last season. What a natural finisher he is. And the only question was, can he do it in that top flight? Uh, and for a long time, the answer was no. But um, it's, it's not as if he hasn't been playing well, uh, well, because we've seen glimpses in pre-season. As you said, you went to that game in, in the Netherlands. Was it Rotterdam, Kev? Um, well, that isn't Rotterdam, isn't it? Yes, it is. There you go. That's where I got it from. Um, and yeah, we saw uh, what he could offer us then, and we all thought, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be decent. Um, I had those early starts at the start of the season. Um, it just took time to get settled in. And, and okay, you could argue that Gineppo didn't really need that sort of time because he kicked off a little bit earlier and he scored that goal against Sheffield United, I believe, wasn't it? Mm. Yes. Um, but since then. Um, He's had to scrap a little time. Um, and I posed the question to you guys a couple of weeks ago that um, should, you know, the third choice behind Ings and Long be Oberfemi or mm. or um, Adams? And I think you guys were on the Oberfemi train. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm going to ask that question again. Does this leapfrog Adams ahead of Oberfemi, do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. I think um, based on the kind of games that we've seen Oberfemi come back in, he's not really been able to give too much to, to to how Danny Ings plays, so I think Adams deserves a shot for the last few games. I, I do too. I do too. I know I think he should be starting against against Everton, but I, I mean, I've got some 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 basic stats from this game from Shea. Um, so he, he only had two shots and one was on target. Uh, we all know what that one was. Um, in, but in terms of touches, as predicted, that went like to Stevens and, and when Ward Prowse I think was up there with that. Um, You'd imagine they would, you know, you'd go be a little bit busier. War Prowse is just, you know, about everywhere, isn't he? But Shea didn't get involved as much. You know, you could argue that, you know, in a game against City, you know, the pressing as much as they were on our, you know, our top mm. line wasn't really going to get that much action on the ball. Um, and Shea yeah. was actually ranked second last with touches, um, and that was 17. And his pressing wasn't as um, effective as Ings, Armstrong or Redmond. He had one tackle. Um, again, this is all down to that opposition as well. And he had an XG of uh, 0.1. Um, just six passes completed out of eight. So that's 75% success. Um, as I say, yeah, it wasn't the most active in this game, but, you know, who gives six a shit? Six passes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very wow. active. But, yeah, like I said, who gives a shit? You know, he scored the goal of his career. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just on a side note, I did a little deeper thing in, in comparison with Oberfemi. Um in his last game of Arsenal, and there's an obvious choice for me. I think I think Shea does does come out. Um, but I also went and done like the season between the two of them to see like because they kind of like had the same amount of like game time. Hmm. So they both had um, well, say so Shea Adams had nine starts to Oberfemi's seven. Um, so that you know the minutes that Shea's had is 825 to 614 for Oberfemi. So he's had a few more minutes. Michael Oberfemi's got two goals. Shea Adams got one. But then Shea Adams leads the assist with two to one. 
Yeah. Um, interesting one for me, though. Goals per 90 minutes. Shea Adams is 0.11 and Michael Eberfemi is 0.29, which is actually second in the entire squad. Mm. Which is interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and But the XG uh, for the season, Shea Adams 2.4 and Eberfemi 1.1. Yeah. Adams should have scored a lot more. Yeah. But... He's had yeah. his chances, hasn't he? He's had his one-on-ones. Yeah. Yeah, he, he could have had one at the death against Watford, That's couldn't it, he? Yeah. Um, Didn't he hit the post as well um, early on? Uh, am I just imagining that? I don't know. Um, but on the long run, there's not much to separate two of them. They, but you know, they both deserve minutes with with, that, with Danny now. I think um, they showed us that they can do it against top-level opposition as well. Because Obafemi scored against Chelsea, didn't he? And, and Shea's done it against City, so. Um, we just need to continue to give them more minutes. And I think, you know, with, with Danny, uh, because Long, I don't know, he's, he's an old man now, isn't he? I say, <laughs> I say that, but he doesn't really show signs of slowing down, does it? He's still all over the place, Long. But yeah, um, I just thought it was interesting that, that Oberfemi's minutes compared to Shea's and, 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 you know, goals per 90 minutes, Michael Oberfemi is actually second in the entire squad. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah, mine's not going to be... Um quite as uh, detailed as that um, Armstrong was good <laughs> it's <a> summary um, <laughs> no I mean just because it's, it's one of those nervy games uh, the way I watched it was a little bit different I mean normally I'm kind of uh, just noting down um, their positive and negative contributions to the match kind yeah. of looking at what they do so but um, yeah I was kind of doing that for about 10-15 minutes and then just shitting myself for the, <laughs> the rest of it um, before finally finally relaxing towards the end, but yeah, Armstrong was was central in um, well, obviously in the opening goal. Um, yeah, Robin Zinchenko um, for the assist there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of quiet for the first half in terms of interesting things. Um, other than the ball forward to, to Ings, there wasn't really much to note him no. for. In the first half, second half, however, um, yeah, um, I thought, okay, I'm going to take a, a lot closer look at Armstrong this second half. And yeah, first real thing I noticed him doing is um, just falling on his ass, um, <laughs> trying to one-two with Redmond down the left. Oh yes, I did I see that. I lost his balance. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I said, like, what's, what's Armstrong doing up there on the left? I'm like, um, yeah, he's falling on his ass. Okay, um, <laughs> fine. But yeah, just after that, I think Mac had um, just pulled off an incredible save, and then just out with that um, uh, play out from the back, managed to make a, a great. Um, run forward through the centre, which just eventually came to nothing. Um, and yeah, the, he, he he managed that for the next sort of 30 minutes or so. Um, yeah, I mean, long long sets him up for that shot that um, he sends. It's quite a powerful shot and sends it straight against Edison's uh, hands. But um, yeah, then there's an, he has another shot a minute or so later. Um, and I think the, whoever was operating the crowd noise at St Mary's was convinced that he'd scored. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I that, yeah. <laughs> Switched on the, um, yeah, the, the sound, to, um, followed by an embarrassing, disappointing one. And yeah, and then you know, a couple of um, one-twos with long. I think there was one that reminded me, you know, this um, goal against Villa, like in the last minute where he scores into empty net, that run that he had to make for it. Yeah. It wasn't that much of a run, but I mean, yeah, he had, you know, maybe about two thirds that distance to cover. Couldn't manage it. And this is like 10 minutes from time. He was really shattered here. He was showing, he he put in so much that he he just, he needs to be taken off. I mean, he was 
he wasn't taken off until the 97th minute. Yeah. I think it's criminal. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, what, you can do a lot of things, can't you? You can send in Smallbone, who does a job, um, shake things up by putting Gianepo on there, getting some game time in for him. Absolutely, Saving yeah. Armstrong from injury. When you've like, got five subs, use them. Yeah, I don't know why you use them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're defending a 1-0 lead at home. You want... Bring Danso on, yeah. <laughs> substitute. I know you're only allowed to make three, but, I mean, the yeah, long comes on in the 70th. You think, well, you know, a couple of tactical subs. Yeah. Um, although, yeah, the Armstrong substitution was a sort of psych, wasn't it, for that um, free kick they had just conceded. Um, yeah. That put the shits up me. I thought that would be a terrible way to end the match. So after setting up the goal to... Um, being potentially responsible for conceding oh, one. Oh yeah, poor bloke. Yeah, yeah. More yeah. Off, didn't he? Just like, oh, oh, it's just not nice. I can't look. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it all came came out in the wash in the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the conceding the free kick before that, which is unnecessary. He had time. He could have um, cleared it off the sideline. But um, yeah, hey ho. Um, so yeah, Armstrong was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he did, he had a couple of shots, um, and of course the assist. Um, I, I'm told that his uh, XG was 0.3, um, which is uh, highest alongside Ings. Um, and yeah, you think with the playing against City, um, it's all going to be on the wings, isn't it? And mm. um, him and Redmond, I, I think they didn't disappoint at all. Excellent. Um, okay, before we go into your stats, Steve, uh, we do... Yep. Man of the match. This I'm going to go first this time because I haven't done it for a while. Um, it's difficult this one, isn't it? Because there's a long list of them because there's so many candidates and it feels mm. feels really yeah. unfair to give it to just one. Yeah. Um, McCarthy made terrific stops. He did make a mess of that cross towards the end though, didn't he? He flaps mm-hmm. it and I thought, oh fuck's sake. <laughs> but um, nothing came of it. Um, Kyle Walker Peters was incredible, by the way. Mm. I haven't mentioned him yet. Really I thought he was well. absolutely incredible. Um, mm. And I think this has helped Ralph make his mind up about his future. I think it has to. Love the determination. You know, he gave the ball away on a couple of occasions, I remember, but he got his head down and he uh, recovered yeah. them, which was brilliant. Um, James Ward-Prowse, usual self, niggling at everyone. Just, it must be so fucking difficult to play against that guy. Um, <laughs> Rimei went about his business, picked up his customary yellow card. <laughs> um, yeah. Death, death taxes and a <laughs> Romeo yellow card. <laughs> Um, Adams with that wonder goal, obviously. Bednarik or Stevens? Hmm, what can you say? I mean, bo- both given yeah. everything. Um, couldn't ask for any more. Both the best I've seen, I think, as a partnership. Um, but I think I'm going to go and give it to Smallbone. I think those, <laughs> those 15 seconds, he really showed his worth. I mean, he, he ran onto that pitch, he had his head up, not a bead of sweat on him, looked fresh. <laughs> of course. No, sorry, I'm, I'm going to give it to Kyle Walker-Peters. <laughs> I, no, I am serious. I'm going to put Skywalker Peters. Okay. Right? I mean, look at his stats. I mean, he pressed the most of our back line. Most yeah. interceptions out of the whole team. Ranked first with blocks. And he ranked first with XA as well. It was just everything absolutely incredible. I think he was brilliant. And I think he deserved the man of the match for me. Mm-hmm. But again, that's harsh because I don't want to take anything away from Stevens. But yeah, Skywalker Peters was excellent. You go back and just watch everything that he'd done. Yeah. Man, man he, he's, a, he's a player. We've got something there. We need to keep him. I saw him tweeting after the match as well. Um, he was, you know, so so proud of the, of the team and everything. And all the comments were just 
Sign the fucking paper, Mish. Yeah, yeah <laughs> mate, honestly, look at his stats. Just look at them. Yeah, it's incredible, incredible to read. Because I was going into it going saying, oh, it's going to be Stevens. It's going to be Stevens or Bednarik for me. It's going to be one of them. It's going to be difficult to choose between the two of them. But then I looked at all the stats and thought, Christ, and everyone was saying that how good Kyle Walker-Peters was. And I thought, mm. yeah, let's see how good he, he was. He was excellent. And then, I, you know, I watched the game back again and thought, my goodness, yeah, he was, he was outstanding. I mean, yeah. that, 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 that cross that he puts across for Ings just at the end of the first half. Mwah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Who's next? Steve. Uh, yeah, OK. Um, oh, very, very polite. We're <laughs> very, very polite tonight, guys. We are being polite. I, I, I volunteer Steve. <laughs> I <accept>. Nominate Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I was actually going to say Walker Pierce, but I want to I wanna be different. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Stevens, and it's not just because of his defence, which was immaculate, it's also because he was he was an outlet. Um, he he kind of fed some of the balls up the top as well. He came up with the ball, um, which I've seen him do quite a few times this season. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go Stevens because I think he contributed all round. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I think um, I, I was kind of expecting everyone to give it to Stevens because um, I mean a lot of the outlets looking at the match reports and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, give Matt match to Stevens. Didn't um, did match the day give it to Stevens as yes, well? Yes, they did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, fairly deserved. But um, I think uh, I think Macca deserves a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, if we give them both to well, Kyle Walker Peters, Stevens, and Macca, I think that's absolutely fair because um. My rule is if in doubt, I mean, yeah, if in doubt, give it to Ings, of course. But, um, <laughs> um, Doesn't really but, apply yeah, to this one, does it? <laughs> no, I mean, if I got to weigh it up myself, I say, okay, you know, who got you out of your seat the most? And it was, and it was Macca. Um, yeah. yeah, not even Shay. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> he got well, me out my Shay seat. Had, Shay had my jaw. Actually, on the Kevin floor. De Bruyne got me out of my seat. <laughs> so small, but <laughs> pint of beer got me out of my seat. But um. <laughs> But no, I mean, just uh, those shaves, those shaves, those shaves, those shaves, <laughs> how he gets his chin so clean every, every week. I have no idea. Um, yeah, no, those, those, those uh, saves. And we know, you know, he's got a good save in him, but um, he can be a bit foolish um, trying to play out from the back. Or whatever. But um, yeah, just, yeah, a couple of fuck ups, but who didn't have him there? Uh, but, you know, I think the key here is that um, when, Macca's mistake was there. Everyone else had his back. I yeah. think there's there's such good communication between the keeper and the back line. That's yes, something let's, that we yeah. haven't had since Font, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I think we also should mention Bednarik as well. He was a gladiator in there, so Wonderful. it's so yeah. Diff- yeah. difficult, so so difficult. But yeah, so don't take Bertie for granted either. No, no, exactly. And uh, you just highlighted Armstrong as well, like the effort yeah. that he put in. How can you not mention that? I mean, so difficult, but. It's a good problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Not just like trying to pick a man of the match on that 9-0. It's like, oh, just give it to the fans for staying. <laughs> I, I, I gave it to the last last fan who left at yeah. St Mary's. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Steve. So I think I sort of tried to split it out first half and second half. I think first half, as we were saying earlier on, that we were pressing City and it showed that we could we could actually kind of match them for pace and... Um, we weren't scared of them and it just showed with the amount of times we kind of robbed um, Sinchenko, especially Armstrong for setting up that goal as well. Um, but then I think once we got that goal, then we were a bit more 
I wouldn't say comfortable, but we kind of sat back a little bit more and maybe invited some more pressure on. And then that kind of led to the second half. And it just from the very kind of get-go, it was just an absolute onslaught from City. Um, got here that City had 17 shots to our two in the whole of the second half. And it was just a complete <laughs> onslaught. Um, yeah, I was thinking we're going to concede at some point. Like, you know, we were, we were um, talking about that shot that hit the post and then um, I think it was like a kind of a triple shot from City. Um, That's right, yeah. Yeah, that was just, I don't know how that didn't go in, but yeah, definitely had some sort of luck on our side. Sean's um, goal, that was, not it? Yeah. Yeah, but um, I say once we got the goal, we wanted it more. In terms of defence, like we had 27 tackles to City 17. Um, we were kind of always in their face. The one huge, huge stat is 51 clearances to their 16. Um, <laughs> that's That's got to be some sort of, I don't know, record this season for clearances. That's, that's incredible. Just, that's just insane. Um, sort it's of looking at more the... More clearances than Sports Direct. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sort of wanted to highlight the top players for the stat categories in terms of defence. Um, Bednarik, six tackles, um, top for us. Then Walker Peters, tops, um, two very good stats, five interceptions and eight blocks. Um, yeah, he was incredible. He was kind of even just jumping for shots that he's never going to reach. Like he was throwing his body on the line all the time. Um, and yeah, so good to see. Yeah. Um, got tied three-way between Romeo, Warprowse and Armstrong for 11 recoveries each. Um, so I think that that kind of central midfield tried to um, mop up, as it were, um, and we were solid defensively. And then McCarthy made six saves from six shots on target. And I think just, just looking at that, six saves, and you think how many shots they had, it's incredible how he only had six saves to make just because there were mm-hmm. so many blocks. There's so many men in the, men in the way, yeah. Yeah. Just mental. Um, I was looking at one stat in particular, the post-shot expected goals, which basically says how many goals you would expect to hit the target and and score. And that was two. So basically, City should have had two goals. Like it's 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 mental how they didn't actually score. Um, but then, kind of moving away from defence, um, looking at the press. So kind of back to the first half. Um, Ings. Ings led the way in the whole game with 29 presses. And just how many times have we said that Ings leads the press? It's just crazy how he continues to do this. Um, and both Warprowse and Armstrong were higher than any City player in that category as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just lastly, just wanted to mention um, Shane Long because he, um, for Saints, he I think for the whole game actually, he, um, he topped the rankings for aerial duels one and he was only on there for 20 minutes and he won four of his four. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's, just, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Five foot nine guy winning every single header. Just, just mental. It's just the, the effort that we've got in that whole team. Now everyone's in the right direction, aren't they? Apart from Hoiberg, but yeah, everybody amazing. Love it. Excellent. Um, right. Okay. Steve, before we let you go, yeah. Yeah. Um, can I get an Everton prediction from you? Yes, go for it. Um, I really, really want us to give it, give it a good go against Everton, um, especially because I, yeah, I went down for that Everton game earlier on in the season, and that was just an absolute pitiful performance, that two-one yeah, loss. Horrible. Um, and especially as they've just come off the back of a disappointing defeat from Spurs, I'd like to see, I'd like to see us win this. Imagine if we get three wins in a row. Um, wow. Yeah. I think I'm going to go for 
I'll be very optimistic and go for a one nil win for Saints. Wow. Mm. Right, Steve. Cheers, mate. Last. All right. Enjoy. Okay, in the away end today, we welcome Mike Richards from the Unholy Trinity podcast. Mike, thank you very much for coming on. No problem, lads. How are you both? I'm good, but um, yeah, how are you? Uh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a up and down season. Uh, nearly over. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and a big summer ahead. Yeah, absolutely, big summer for everybody now, yeah. Um, but before we, we get on to the football, like, um, how, how has the lockdown been for you? Um, not too bad. Um, lucky that I can work at home. Um, you know, I know some people are not in the, the same position and have been through through the mill uh, in that sense. But I'm lucky uh, with the job that I've got. Uh, occupying myself with various various things. Obviously, our podcast uh, keeps us busy. Um, when the football was was obviously not being played, it was a case of looking back over. Yeah. Previous matches from previous years and and yesteryear as well, just to to occupy the mind. So it hasn't been too bad to be honest. Oh, that's good. Um, how, how's the city doing? I mean, in particular, how are, how are Everton fans coping with the red half? Um, I think with the current situation, I think obviously it's it, it's a it, it's awful in regards to how things are going. Um, in terms of the pandemic, etc. I think in terms of the the football side of things, I think it's it's massively taken a, a backseat. Um, so with obviously Liverpool winning the league, um, I think if if we were all in in the uh, football grounds, which we all want to be, I think it would have been a hundred times worse in regards to what we will be seeing in That's in true. regards to the deals, celebrations. <laughs> just I mean, they, they're going to get the day, of course. I'm sure they'll they'll get a the parade and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's if you, if you look at what what's happening in the world and in, in, in this country as well, you know, it's it's not not the uh, the end of the world that it could have been if if obviously things were uh, as they as they used to be as we as we would used to call normality. So hasn't been too bad to be honest. That, that's good. I mean, it, I'm just I was going to say it must be pretty difficult for you, but I, mean, I live in Southampton and. Wherever I go, there's always someone that, that rubs my face in it because I'm not the biggest, uh, not, not the biggest Liverpool fan. Um, but Kev, how's it for you in Moscow? Is there have you seen any any like Russian Liverpool fans out there? Um, what just partying in the streets? Not really. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> um, That's good. Yeah, I mean, no, there's a, there's quite a big following for Man United um, and and Liverpool as well. But I mean, there's yeah, there's a couple of pubs that are sort of united pubs where united fans are congregate um mostly russians not not um expats or anything um but yeah i mean it's moscow is a strange city for football because um it doesn't sort of go along geographical divisions they're all done by sort of um you know what trades people did there's you know csk is the army team yeah um that's right yeah. yeah Um, Spartak was factory workers, locomotive or railway men. So like people are spread out all over the place. So you know what I mean? There's no sort of parading or you know what I mean? Don't see groups of fans on the way to the match. They're all sort of spread out all over the city. Well, I can't imagine what it's like for having you know two rivals in the same city because obviously we've got Portsmouth that are up the road and we don't have to deal with them. But I don't know. It must be difficult to have blue and red so close together in your grounds that are so close together as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the disappointing thing at the moment, and it's it's getting a lot of traction, which is which is very disappointing, um, is obviously there's a lot of inflammatory things going on um, from from the red side. I might add, and I'm not saying by the way that we're we're blameless over the years, uh, but there's things that have happened in recent weeks and recent days that 
are almost sort of stoking the fire and as if sort of younger fans are trying to stoke uh, a bit of a uh, animalistic rivalry which is not you know we're we're not we're not here for all that me my dad's a red you know so me oh. mum's a blue I'm a blue oh, right. mixed family you know they used to call it the, the friendly derby and that's right know, it, yeah it, it's one of them we, we would go to, I've I've gone to derby with my dad and sat at Goodison together he sat there with his red scarf on obviously I'm there having shirt there's never been an issue you know I think with the way modern society is um, you know a lot of the the younger generation seems to want want that, and things that have happened in recent recent days and weeks. I mean, you've probably all seen a lot of building when they, they yes. uh, fired numerous fireworks to, towards that. Uh, mm. They put a they put a red flare on the Dixie Dean statue, which is there as a memorial for the people who've passed away, and people go there to to put flowers from funerals and things like that. And you know, there's there's been a lot of things gone on, which is disappointing. You know, when yet there are rivals. I can't stand them. You know, I don't want to win any, win anything. Of course, I don't. But there's a line that you don't cross, and at the moment it's being crossed. And the media, certain Liverpool media, don't help things. And National, to be fair, there's certain journalists who who just come up with all these bitter shouts about Everton, and it's just nonsense. You know, it's it just doesn't help the situation, and it needs to just calm itself down. Yeah, it's one of those rivalries that I've never quite understood really, because they always say it's one of the you know most intense rivalries. But then you know you got households that are split. Mm. Uh, with with Southampton and Pompey, it's just oh, mm. it's just. I mean, I don't know if you watched the, the the cup game that they had this year, but it was oh my god, it was horrendous. Yeah, it's it's one of them. Yeah, I mean, we we you know we are we are lucky in that sense. I mean, you you look through the the eighties when both sides had had success. You know, we were we were both competing at the at the top end of the table, competing for for domestic trophies, competing in Europe, and you know you you go you go from that. Um, and the, since you know football's evolved in in recent years, and obviously money's could become more prevalent, and Liverpool have obviously got have gone away from from where we are at this moment in time. Um, and you know it, it doesn't, it's not not ideal to be fair. And you know we want to be up there, we want to be in the, in the competing for the for the Champions League places. We we feel you know we are we are still a big club. We should be mm-hmm. fighting with with Liverpool and and the and the Cities and the Chelsea's and the United of this of this. Uh, this league, but um, we're not there, not there quite yet. But you know, we, we we hope to to be to be up there over the next couple of years with with Carlo as our as our manager. Yeah, that was a good appointment, that one. Very good. Um, right. So restart then. Since the restart, you've been in fairly good form, I'd say. You took a point off of off the Reds. Um, got the win at Norwich. Uh, home win to Leicester. Very good win. Um, and then that close, scrappy game on Monday night against Spurs. Um, but overall, you, you got to be happy from the from the restart, right? Yeah, um, you know, we we came off the first three games at seven points. We we haven't played particularly particularly well. Yeah, we we could have arguably snatched the derby. We had the two best chances of the game later on. I did, yeah, um, I did watch that actually, and I was, yeah, yeah. We, we we maybe should have won that game. Um, went to went to Norwich again, another another. Pretty scrappy game, really, but you know, second half we changed the formation, changed the uh, personnel from Carlo, and, and we we got we won that game. Leicester game cruising looked looked really good first half, and then conceded the goal, and it was back to the wall for ten or fifteen minutes. But again, Carlo changed things up, changed the formation, changed the personnel, and Leicester then had no room to, to get in behind, so we, we saw that out, and that's why it was disappointing going to Tottenham, um, you know, in and around us on the table. Haven't done particularly well uh, under Mourinho. Haven't made, you know pulled away, which 
I thought they might have done. Um, and there was nothing to fear with Spurs. They had injuries as well. You know, Eric Dyer was playing centre half, mm-hmm. and we never, you know, we contained them for the first twenty, and it looked we looked comfortable in sort of containing them. But there was no intensity once they got that goal. There was no reaction, and it caused a little bit. I mean, there's always knee jerk reactions when when your side loses. Um, we're we're renowned for it on on social media. For, you know, it's it's the end of the world when we when we lose a game and we start to look into it and. I would like to take take a step back and you know the next day let's look at it then let's analyse it let's let's look at the at the bigger picture. Um, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I think I think it's, it's I think you've got to. It's really important. I mean, I'm I'm emotional when it comes to Everton, um, but it we we very rarely record straight after a game. It's it's one of those things where we've we've never really have because we we want to be sort of as sensible as we can. Um, and sometimes when you've just watched the game and you're all het up and you know you say things that maybe you shouldn't say and it mm. just it doesn't help us personally. But it was disappointing the Spurs game. It really was. I, th- I think tiredness has come into it a little bit. Uh, we haven't got a, a huge squad. We've got injuries um, to a few of our our first team players. So you, you, you know for the first three games of the since the uh, since we came back, we've had two keepers on the bench. The first game we didn't oh, get the wow. Spurs game. Um, so. You know, we had a few fringe players like Tibia Umani Yas and Kuko Martina um, have, have left the club, oh. which is. Oh, Kuko, um, we used to have him, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I don't know what happened. I don't know, well, I do know why we brought him because they're all a Cuban. Obviously, he's worked with him in the past, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not, not his fault, very, very limited as a footballer, but Umani Yas was next level in terms mm. of his limitations. So, with, with those two, they were two more bodies that were that were moved out. So, we've been, we've been short, we've been playing with the sort of same 13, 14 bodies. So it's been difficult. You, you, you start to see uh, real signs of, of tiredness and playing sort of now we're on a run of three games in six days with uh, obviously the game against yourselves being our second. We're, I would expect us to, to have a little bit, a, a few little uh, changes to um, when we play yourselves tomorrow. Walcott's back fit as well. So I expect okay. them to probably come back to the side and a few little things which, which Carl will probably do. But, yeah, we started quite well first three games, but we were we were awful against Spurs, to be honest. Um, talking about this, um, the game tomorrow night then. So it's it's Thursday the 9th, which is tomorrow, 6 p.m. kickoff. Um, now, in, in the reverse fixture, are you boys like so many other teams come down the south coast and you know you hand it to us? Not Man City though. Um, <laughs> uh, a 2-1 home loss for us back in early November. Now, dreadful game from our point of view. Um, Conceded really early. I think it was Tom Davis, wasn't he? Tom, Tom Davis, that's right. Um, and we actually took to the second half to register our first shot. Uh, and then mm-hmm. we bund- bundled one in through Ings. Um, and then typical Saints style, we, we coughed up the points. Um, Richarlison, wasn't it, got the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally deserved win for Everton. Dominated that first half, had the shots, possession, etc. But um, we were in a bad place back then, I think it's fair to say. We were struggling for form, you know, and we, we'd since turned it around. And, and we're actually enjoying our football once again. And... Looking at the league table now, we're separated by just the one point. So, how do you see it this time round? I think, obviously, in terms of uh, since we've come back and the Spurs game being the prime example, we we we're struggling for that little bit of zip and energy, and a big a big pitch um, at Spurs didn't help that. Coming back to Goodison, um, home surroundings, even without the fans, it's it's tight. It's it's not the biggest pitch in the world. It'll suit our players, and, and obviously, you're you're quite a high intensity team and you, you like to put, put players under pressure 
um, I, I don't expect us to sort of be any different in regards. To, I think Carla would be quite happy for us to, to sit a little bit um, and look to look to counter with with the pace that we that we do have with the. Uh, Calvert Lewin to Charleston say I think Walcott will come back in. He's he's obviously got a bit of pace. I think Anthony Gordon will come back in. Um clever player. So I think we we'll look to, we'll look to to counter yourselves. I do think we'll win the game. I, I, I think it's gonna be a tight game. So I've had some, like you said, have really picked up in in the recent weeks and um you've got a, a strike in, in Danny Ings using a, a bit of vein of form. Um, is he a 20, 20 goals this season? Twenty 20, league goals. Twenty-one in all competitions. Yeah. Right. It's, it's it's impressive for any striker to, to hit twenty goals. You know, so for for Danny Ings, you you know you, you can look back on his career. Yeah, he scored goals, but he, he's never really been at that top level. So to score to score what he scored this season is, is a, an exceptional return. Um, he's a bit of a leveler. You know, if you've got a striker who is like him, who's in a good vein of form, you've always got a goal in the side. But I think, you know, with, with the few little um, changes to our side, we, I think we will we will nick the game. We're talking by a goal, maybe 1-0. I think it'll be, be that tight. Um, but it'll be, it should be a better spectacle than what we saw against Spurs anyway. Um, yeah, you, you sounded like you were um, really excited every time you mentioned um, Carlo. There's sort of um, an, an air of, of love in there. Um, obviously, you're a fan of his, his tactics, but are there any weaknesses we could explain? Um, in, in terms of Carlo, he's loved. He's he's absolutely adored by Everton fans, and and it's only been you know six months or so um, since he since he's come in. But I, I can't help every time I talk about Ancelotti, I can't help but smile. Um, yeah, because <laughs> and you can probably as, as you can tell when I speak, you know that I'm, I'm smiling when I mention his name. Um, he's you know to, to have a mind if that that kind of ilk and quality come come to Everton. Um, you know when we you know we're, we're trying to get to. As I said earlier on, the the upper echelons of the, the league table, and be back to where, where we sh- where we believe that we we belong. Um, Ancelotti for us is, is is the man to do. Like you know, he's he's been there, done that. He's he's won everything there is to win within within European football. Um, very clever manager, tactically astute. You know, we as I said, even since the restart, you've seen little tweaks that he's made, and we've seen games out that in the past we would have lost. Um, and it's it's that simple really you know he's got a plan A, B, C and D and that's the beauty of, of having a manager like that in terms of weaknesses there's one blatantly obvious weakness that we've got at the moment which I think most people can, can see and that, that's our, our central midfield the the reason being you know there's, there's quality Andre Gomez is, is, a, is a quality player I love um, Andre Gomez yeah t- t- technically very very good Andre Gomez in his first season when he, when he was uh, on loan from Barcelona he had the Jutta Gay alongside him. He had, he had the legs. He had, you know, to a, a central midfield partner. He had a bad injury all... this season, didn't he? Well, he, he got, the, obviously, the uh, the dislocation he suffered mm. against against Spurs. And I think what a lot of our fans, I mean, he's coming for a bit of stick since we've, since we've come back. I think a lot of our fans have got to, got to remember he, he suffered a shocking injury. He's come back remarkably quick from it. Mm. He's, he's playing numerous games over the course of a week. You know, he still won't be, you know, anywhere near the, you know, proper match fitness as as some of the other players. Even though we've had a break, they'll still be ahead of the game compared to Gomez. Um, but he needs someone alongside him who's going to do all the running, and that's why we we brought in Gabamon in the summer. And unfortunately for him, you know, he played a couple of games, suffered a bad injury, uh, operated on, um, had a setback. 
had issue with the with the scar, so the scar shaved was due to come back. They were talking about him being fit for the restart. Broke down again with something else. So the player who was brought in to to replace to Sagarga, he went to PSG, has never really made the side. So we're stuck then with it. And this is this is you know I, I don't I quite like Tom Davis. You know in patches he, he does some really nice things, but in terms of the partnership that we need, it doesn't really work. So Tom Davis, Fabian Delft's always on the uh, on the treatment table. Um, You've then, you've then obviously we had Morgan Snyderland, who's mm. now gone. Now gone. He was, you know, on his day, Snyderland was fantastic. You know all about him. Oh, I love Snyderland. Yeah. yeah, he, you know, he's, he's a very, very gifted, I think, very gifted footballer. But attitudes at times absolutely stunk, and that's that was a downfall of him. Uh, once, once you lose Everton fans for your attitude, that's it. You're done. You know, and and there's a apparent fallout between him and Kevin Morales, um, and. David Unsworth when he was in temporary charge at one mm. point and he kicked him off the off the off the training, uh, training pitch and you know when when you do that kind of thing you're never going to get the fans back unfortunately so we since moved on Sigurdsson's been dropping in there Sigurdsson's nowhere near the player that 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 he he was but we don't play to Sigurdsson's strengths anymore because he was bought as a number ten we don't play that system so Sigurdsson's done and everything you know so our central midfield is 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 pretty slow. And almost it can be pedestrian at times, you know, and that's that's definitely an area that Southampton, I'm sure, will look to exploit uh, tomorrow night. Excellent. So with, with that in mind, I know you mentioned Danny Ings being in, in good form. Um, is there anyone else from Saints that you're you're worried about? Um, I'm not particularly worried. That you know, I, I obviously, as I said before, Ings is the one who's in form. He's, he's likely to to um, to cause us a few issues. More, more Prowse has got an excellent excellent delivery on him, so you know he's always dangerous in and around the mm. the box. Obviously, set pieces, etc. So they, they they're really the the two that we we look out for. Um, I think you know we we need to be going into the game with a a little bit of confidence and thinking we can win the game because of course of course we can. But like I say, I, I think it's a goal. A goal will decide the game, and I, and I do think we'll we'll make it on the night. Yeah, I mean, you, you talked about um, a, a couple of injuries there. Um, what sort of lineup do you think we're going to see um, on t- was tomorrow? Isn't it? it is tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my my predicted eleven, um, which I've I've swiftly written down. Um, so Pickford will start in goal. Unfortunately, another one who, who will probably. Or should be on his way in the summer because he's he's erratic as they come. Mm. Um, Luca Dean will be left back. Yeah, Mina will be coming in for Holgate, who's injured. Uh, so it's yeah, he came off, didn't he? Yeah, I saw he, that. He, did. He, he misses the game tomorrow night. Michael Keane, who's who's come back really well. Um, confidence because there's no crowd there to get on his back. I think that's that's a real, a real key factor when it comes to Michael Keane. Uh, um, Seamus Coleman will be right back. Um, I think the centre midfield will be Tom Davis and Andre Gomez. I think Anthony Gordon will come in on the left-hand side, Walcott on the right, and then the, the two main men up top with Richarlison and Dominic Calvert-Lewis. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Fabian Delph. Nightmare. And when when we brought Delph, and he was brought in, you know, we, at the end of the day, he's won trophies at Man City. I think he went to a, a patch at City and he looked, looked really good. Bear in mind, Man City are a very, very good side. Um, totally different how they play their football to how we did and how we do. Um, he was brought in, I think, for his mentality as a winner more than anything else. They, they knew they might get, say, 20 games from him, 25 games a season. Um, unfortunately, he, he just gets injured every mm. every other. You know, you're seeing different things. And 
uh, Carlo said the other day he, he's told him that he needs to take his time and and get back to full fitness. But just you know, don't don't be trying to push yourself too hard. It's it's one of them. Apparently, the, you know the the noise from inside the club is the happy with him in regards to his impact on the dressing room and now he is with with other players and you know he's a winner. He's got that kind of mentality, which you know we mentioned in in Ancelotti's uh, post match press conference against against Spurs. Our mentality gets questioned all the time because I think Gary Neville kept on alluding to it on, on Monday night when, you know, it's like we have not the mentality to think we can go to Spurs and win the game. We haven't got the mentality to, to come back from the goal behind at, at a supposed sky big six round. And our record would suggest that. Um, mentality only changes with a change of personnel. You know, we, we've started that with, with Carlo Ancelotti. Delp was brought in along those same lines. So I think they're fairly satisfied with him in that, that sense. But, we're getting no game time from him because he started the season pretty well. You know, when he, you could see him, he was um, on players' backs all the time. He was giving them a bit of grief if they were making a mistake. He was trying to push them. And, you know, we, we were praising him early on. But I said when we bought him, I said, he ain't, he's just not going to last the season in terms of his, his injuries. Are, are terrible. His record's awful. And that's unfortunately the way it's gone with him. So I think he'll probably be kept on for next season. Um I think other players in the, in the middle of the park, obviously Snyderland's gone. Mm-hmm. Sigurdsson will probably probably go. I think Tom Davis will be kept, but we will see someone come into the middle of the park. I'm, I'm almost certain of that. Okay, well, a bit of a fun question here. Um, if you could pick one Saints player to have in your current Everton setup, who are you taking and why? Um, I mean, we could argue we'd be after uh, Hoiberg. Yeah. He's been linked with us. Um, I, I think that's probably a a non-start. I think. I think money-wise, I think it'll be be off the scale. Uh, always is, and even in the current climate, I'm, I'm sure you're going to ask for for far too much for him, simply because our sense of midfield is is not functioning as it should, and, and we we look we look so um, very pedestrian at times. So I'd, I'd probably argue argue him. I wouldn't mind more Prowse to be honest. You know, I, I think I think it's just for set pieces alone. You know, set pieces win games. It's that simple. If you got someone. Uh, with that kind of quality, I mean, we've got we're lucky with obviously Luca Dean, but mm. to have a right a right footer as well to, to to do the same the same thing as him um, would be would be excellent. But the middle of the park is the biggest the biggest thing, so I'd probably go for Hoiberg uh, just because of that. Yeah, okay. So I, I was I was thinking about this for us, like who would we take, Kevin? I, I mean, I think it's it's fair to say that you know our, our defensive line has improved. You know, Stevens and Bednarik have come in and, and they've done well. But we've lost Yoshida, you know, Vestergaard's patchy and he looks set to to be going to Leicester at the end of this season. So a new centre-back would be nice. Um, I'm not too sure who to tell. I mean, Mason Holgate, how how, are you, how do you feel about him? It's funny because Mason Holgate, I was never ever his biggest fan and I always struggled with, obviously, the size of Holgate. He's never looked particularly big, always quite quite wiry, quite thin. Um, you probably saw last season he went on loan to West Brom. He played mm. right back. Um, he's played right back for ourselves over the years as well. But you never looked at him and thought centre half there. You know he's going to be playing week in week out. He's come back in this season when he was given his chance, and he's been absolutely exceptional. He's put on a bit of muscle. Um, he's got he's got that that bit of pace. He's strong. He's vocal. Um, so he's massively changed my opinion on him because I, I thought the summer obviously last summer he would be out the door and I think because we didn't get Kurt Zuma from Chelsea um, that probably saved Mason Holgate to be honest with you I think they were looking to ship him out but then 
any kind of centre half deal for um, Tamori or Zuma from Chelsea. Both of them fell through. So when they fell through so late, it was okay. Well, you've only got what we've got, and that's Keen, Mina, and Mason Holgate. So they they are three, and he's been our best centre half by country mile. He's 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 up there for our player this season. Oh, that's good because yeah, I've I've got him down as mine as my player to take. Well, I've got him or Mina, and I thought I don't know. I mean, Yerry Mina looked like a beast in Russia, and I thought he was going to be brilliant. But he had a bit. He didn't. Is it fair to say that he struggled a bit? He struggled last, yeah, yeah. He struggled last season. To be honest, he struggled with injuries. He had an issue with his foot, so he missed quite quite a few games. Um, and you know, he, he he did okay in certain games. Remember, remember away at Chelsea, he, on his, I think it was his debut, played particularly well. Um, when he's had a run of games, he's done well. I think he's been better this season. He was probably our player of the season for the first two or three months. He, he stood out. Um, that's the thing with Mina and what you'll what you'll you'll see tomorrow night with both Mina and Keane is that the pace will kill them. So with no no Holgate alongside either of them, who's got that bit of pace, that recovery pace, we we could be done um, along the ground. In the air, they're both great, they're both absolutely massive. You know, we're not going to be win anything them in the air, but yeah, they, they both struggle. Mina almost runs if he's uh, if he's going backwards, he's he's, he's slow. And he's putting in loads of effort as well, but he just doesn't get anywhere. His legs just don't go. Um, so, yeah, me has done better this season. Um, but again, he's had a few injury niggles again. You know, he just come back in the last couple of games from the from the bench. So, he's if you were looking for a centre half, I wouldn't say Yeri Mina. I think I think Holgate would be the one you'd be, that you'd be after. Holgate's okay, the one for me then, Kev. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I love the Evan side. I mean, there's a lot of players in there that. Um, I've just been absolutely amazed by, but just they don't seem to be on amazing form at the moment. I'm thinking like um, Sigerson. I suppose he's coming a bit towards the end of his career, but um, Alex Awobi, he really excited me. Um, what I saw in in Russia for Nigeria side, one of my favourite teams, and um, Michael Keane as well. Like, I don't know. There's so many to choose from. I think I think with with those, I think you you can't look much further than this Charles. Because he's absolutely exceptional. I, I think I think that he walks into a lot of sides. Obviously, you've got your sort of your top two in terms of City and Liverpool. Even, mind you, even with them, I think he does does a good job. Richarlison's come on leaps and bounds. He's 23 years of age. Mm. You know, he, he, in terms of obviously attacking wise, he, he's he's exceptional. Uh, he's the one you want to be going through one on one because he'll score every single time. Um, but he works for the team. He's selfless. His defensive work is very, very good. If he's playing on on the left or right, he's he's someone who, if he goes on the on the keeps on the same uh, trajectory as he's on, he will be an absolute world beater in two or three years. Make no mistake. And and you know, I hope it's with us. I hope that we we do improve and we and we go up the table and we start challenging at the top end of the table because if we don't. He's a player who wants to the big money. Yeah, we're going to have to have a workout for us again tomorrow, then, Kev, if we can't come up against him. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's always those sort of rogue players that um, cause us trouble, and Everton is a, <laughs> a bogey team of ours. I, I, um, yeah. When did we last win at Goodison? Probably about 1908. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't think we were born. Um <laughs> Yeah, you said 1-0. Ray, what's your um, score prediction? Okay, right. Um, This is a tough one for me, actually, because I think we've been in good form since the restart. But like you said, Kev, they are kind of a bogey side for us. And um, we're coming off that remarkable City win. But the mindset that I have as a Saints fan is this, right? It it can't continue. 
I don't know why I always think that because that's the, that's, that's the way I am. But um, I think we're going to struggle, to be honest. And I'm, I know Steve said that it was going to be one nil to Saints, didn't he? But I mean, it's going to be a close game either way. I'm, I know Saints don't draw, but I can't see us winning. And I'm going to say, I'm going to be positive and say one one. And Steve, Steve said one nil Saints. He said one nil Saints. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do our guest the courtesy of predicting Everton win. I just um, I don't see it happen. I, I'm, I'm I'd love to be proved wrong, but I think after a heroic win like that, there always comes a, a fall. And I yeah, think it's gonna see, that's be... what I'm thinking. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be straight after work and um, with a beer waiting for it and um, cheering on as usual. But yeah, hedge my bets a little bit here. So you can. Uh, I mean, in, if if your dad's a Liverpool fan, it's not much of a punishment, really. But um, yeah, you can either wear a Liverpool shirt every day for five years, or sleep in a haunted house for ten. There'll be a haunted house by an absolute country man. Even if Kenny Dalglish is your butler. Yeah, whatever, uh, whatever. Listen, <laughs> I, any any kind of getting white doesn't touch my body. It's as simple. I, I even said to me the other day, she she put, that, put the coat out for me and said, you know, there's a Fancy it. I get you this coat if you want, and I had a bit of red on the collar, and it was a no go straight away because it just I just won't wear won't wear red and white, and that's just unfortunately how it is. And my daughter's exactly the same, and that's how that's how it should be. Oh, brilliant! I love it. Better make I love sure how... you never never get sunburned. Yeah, <laughs> I love how <laughs> yeah. how every every away fan that we get on it doesn't even have to think about it. They just say yeah, haunted house straight away. It's not even like. I'm not weighing this question up. It's just like, no, I'm not sleeping. Oh, I'm, I'm not touching that shit. What if there's an alarm that won't go off that just um, plays at full volume um, crowd noise of you'll never walk alone? <laughs> I, I, I would I would live with that more than putting on a Liverpool shirt. It's, it's that simple. <laughs> I, I, just, I just couldn't. I just could not bring myself he's to not, it. He's not Australian. He's not Australian. He's not, no. no. Not having it. You can't, you I, can't I, could, I couldn't wear. I couldn't wear another Premier I couldn't wear another um, English clubs shirts. There's absolutely no way. I don't get people who I don't get understand people who, who do that and buy a variety of shirts. I like football shirts, like international shirts and things like that. This mm. is a little bit different. But uh, you know, in terms of where other clubs from this country, their shirt don't get it at all. Absolutely bizarre behaviour. Just support your side, <laughs> and that's and that's that. You know, but that's just me. Um, okay, would you would you rather be half the height of Leo Messi? Or twice the height of Peter Crouch. Well, I am six foot five, so I've, I've got um, I'm fairly tall anyway. So I wouldn't, but, but I'd still quite. I, I wouldn't mind being. What would you be? About maybe about thirteen foot. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind being mm. thirteen foot. Yeah, I think I'd probably I'd probably deal with that. Be good for doing the windows in the front of the house of the uh, <laughs> in the bedroom anyway. I'd hate just go for a, go for a leisurely stroll around um, Goodison, and you'll be able to see the match. Yeah. Yeah, I can just go, yeah, go, I'm probably see over uh, the, the chairs at Gladys Street, just see over over the corner there, and I'd be, have no problems at all. Yeah, you won't be like those skate cunts with the crates and the van <laughs> <laughs> outside the castle. <laughs> um, yeah, OK, we love a good fan chant here. What, what's your favourite thing to hear on the stands? <sighs> Anything to do with Carlo Ancelotti for me at the moment, does it? So, there's, what, there's a Carlo fan He's got a. I can't be singing chants. There's absolutely no way. You know. No, you don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> no, have to sing it. Sing it. It's fine, it's basically, fine. Carlo Fantastico, Carlo Magnifico, Ole Ole, and Chilotti. That's that's the the main one which gets which gets sung. Uh, he's got he's got a couple got a couple Carlo. Um, 
you know, in a space of six months, he's done well to get to get to because some that players is have impressive, been Yeah, yeah. Lincoln Baines hasn't got hasn't got a, a song. And Lincoln How Baines has Lincoln Baines not got a song? You can read as well. You know, for Lincoln Baines to to leave Everton <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry, it's unbelievable. I thought, I thought it's you said for Baines. No, but no, it's a sensational play, but hasn't got a song. Oh, which that's is, a shame. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Maybe it's got a quite a plain surname. I don't know. Um, obviously, Ancelotti is quite exotic, isn't he? Yeah. You know, with surname. But you know, Seamus Coleman's got one. Uh, there's a Yerry Mina one knocking around. Um, Richardson, obviously, he's he's got one. Bernard's got one. There's there's loads, but no, not nothing for Leighton Beans. Well, Kevin is actually an expert of writing Saints <laughs> so maybe you could come up with one for Leighton Baines, Kev. Well, they'd have to sign for uh, for us in the summer. Then. <laughs> He's jumping on our over his one-year extension at the moment, so we don't know what's going to happen with Leighton Baines. Um, I think he was due to go. He wanted to go to America for this season, but the way it is over there at the moment, that, that's oh, not going yeah. to be happening. Mm, uh, so we're guaranteed facing football somewhere because he's he's absolutely classy. He could, he could play for another two or three years. You know, I'd, I'd have a left hand side at the moment uh, of him and Luca Dean. No, no problem at all. Leighton yeah. Baines left back, Dean on the left wing. I've always, just... always been a Leighton Baines fan. He knows how to take a penalty, don't he? he? Knows how to take a free kick. Uh, certainly, certainly, absolutely fantastic. And it's, it's a travesty that he might leave the club and not win a trophy. Absolute travesty. Poor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I think that's about it. Okay, uh, sorry, um, no, 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 no. Oh, sorry, I thought no. I interrupted. I was just, I was just chipping in with Leighton Baines stuff. He was just a, um, a fantasy Premier League staple, like when he was playing. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Yeah, mine too. Every season. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you, uh, Mike. Uh, no problem at all. Brilliant. You've been you've been amazing. Yeah. So uh, enjoy the game. Will do. Um. Yeah. And up the Saints. Up the Saints. I'm going that far to be honest. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Okay, yeah, so Shay finally has scored his goal. So this week's Russian phrase is Nakanyetstaki. Nakanyetstaki. That's really good. Nakanyetstaki. Yeah, finally. Finally. Nakanyetstaki. Okay, that's good. We like that. Okay, Kev, um, We've got a busy week again, so because we've got uh, we got Everton on Thursday night, and then we play Manchester United on Monday night. Okay, so until next time, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Network.